What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the MCU Review. Today, we've got... There we go. Oh, there's no glare. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. We're moving through. We're past the craziness of Infinity War. We're in this middle weird phase between Infinity War and Endgame. So we've got some fun solo movies. We're talking, as I mentioned, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Happy to be back. I'm Josiah Leroy. With me, the, the most appropriate time that I've ever called you, Baba Yaga. Yes, I was Baba waiting Yaga. for that. Finally. There's like a I couldn't forget today. Reference, yes. Yes. Baba, Baba Yaga, Yaga, John Fick. John, you ready to talk some Ant-Man? Yeah, yeah, I am. Good. I like your shirt. It's Thanks. pretty cool. You got it. Uh, JT, <laughs> I also like what you're wearing there. You got a, a nice little Hogwarts thing, not related to the show, but it looks great. As always, the, the suave JT. JT, <laughs> you excited to talk some Ant-Man? I am. John, I have a one too, but it's hidden in boxes at the moment. So uh, I, I am definitely excited. I'm excited to, to be back with the boys talking about what we'd love to do. Right. So. I watched this movie, obviously, as we all have recently. And I got to say, I, I was pleasantly surprised at how much I enjoyed it. So I can't wait to, to unbox some of my feelings on that. Uh, as always, the show here, the MCU Reviewed, is presented by Fantastic, a division of 26 Shirts. Go over to 26shirts.com, check, it about, check out all the merchandise they have available. They are run, co-run by our good friend Del Reed, friend of the show. we got to have Del on. It's, it's been way too long. Can't wait to hit, get him back on here, hopefully just in time for Endgame. Anyway, 26 Shirts and Fantastic. what do they do? They sell shirts that raise money to give to families in need, to individuals in need, to charities. Uh, to date, to my knowledge, they've raised over $1.1 million, if not $1.2. It's in that ballpark. That's a lot of money over the years that has gone directly to these individuals, these families, these charities. We're proud to know Dell. We're proud to team up with them uh, to help wherever we possibly can. So we're thankful to them for sponsoring the show. Again, that's 26shirts.com. All right, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Like I said, we're in the kind of the, the, the latter portion of at least the home video uh, version of the MCU for what we've got here. Let's talk about just uh, quick 101 thoughts on it, if you, you can sum it up here. John, why don't we go to you first on your reaction to Ant-Man and the Wasp? It's a fine movie. I think it's good. I, I, it, doesn't, it doesn't blow me away. It's not something that... Um... I mentioned it to rewatch and you know, it, it's, it's just fine. I think it's just fine. It, it, there's nothing, nothing offensive about it. Um, the, the main plot, the, the, what they're going after the, the whole curmudgeon of the, of the, of the story, it just doesn't really draw me in. So I'm not really, uh, not really enthralled with that, but I really do love all the characters. Like, I mean, Ant-Man is hilarious and him and Luis and his whole, his whole crew and his family dynamic and all the stuff with hope. Like, it's really good. Like I love all the characters. I just don't really care about the plot of this movie. So it's, I'm kind of just there for the side stuff. So I walk away like, okay, that was a good, like, you know, a good, funny one-off Marvel movie, but it's not something that knocks my socks off. I think that's a pretty good description. And that's also really good usage of the word curmudgeon. So good job there. Uh, JT, give me, give me your thoughts. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> going into it, I, I, I felt I felt like it was going to fall into uh, the Endgame is coming, uh, kind of where everybody was not too excited for it because they knew Endgame was coming. I was obviously a fell victim to that myself. Uh, so just rewatching, I think it was nice to kind of focus on the, the, my, the, the fine details and the things I didn't really focus on that it seems like John did, Go, you know, going back to that. But um, it was fun. It, that's basically i mean just like with ant man one for me it was it was it was a fun movie they had a couple clips here and there a couple characters that i love uh as far as the the comedic stuff and i think that's kind of the purpose of the movie itself is just to be that comedy that you that you really enjoy um and, and you know i was okay with it, it just it, watching it again i was like okay you know the, it just wasn't the, the one thing i will i do want to like <clears throat> piggyback on there is like i think it, i think ant-man one is so much better and not to like you know obviously we're gonna get into rankings but like i cared about the the story in ant-man one i think that like that 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 heist both heists like the movie had two little you know the, the beginning heist and the second heist where he's actually ant-man like i love that story it was a small like it wasn't the world is ending type story just like this one it's very small and contained but i i really cared about that story i thought that i thought ant-man one is just much better than this film is I think the plot's better. I think I like the overall movie here better for different reasons. Ooh, interesting. Like, I that's not my hill to die on. So I'm like, okay, whatever. Uh, Fair enough. (laughs) But uh, I really like these characters a lot. 
And that has me excited for Quantum Mania. That's the yep. next one, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, 2023. So I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to get more Paul Rudd as Ant Man. I think he's just it's it's such a well cast role. Love seeing him in these individual movies. I love seeing him in the team up movies, whether it's Civil War or uh, Endgame, uh, where we we really got to see him shine. So I'm all about it. I think uh, when I rewatch this, I think about expectations, and I don't feel like I remember ever what happens in this movie. So every time I go to watch it, I'm like, oh, maybe <laughs> that is fun. <laughs> uh, and I think it's it's also one of the the you know being one of the newer movies. We'll say it's one of the the movies I've watched the least so far. So, uh, John, we've we'll pick up on that because I know you and I had a, a discussion about that uh, yeah. last week. I gave you a quick spoiler on my answer to that. Yeah, yeah, you, you give me a tease basically, and we're like, I'll, I'll wait for the show. <laughs> so, uh, release date. It was June twenty fifth. Uh, excuse me, July sixth, two thousand eighteen. The box office number is six hundred twenty two point seven million dollars. So hot off the heels, really. Two and a half months after the events of uh, or the release of Avengers: Infinity War, uh, another reason I'll say I appreciate this movie is uh, I needed a break after the emotional toll that Infinity War took on me. I needed that that kind of wind down for a bit. Um, but I've, I've got some thoughts into to how those pieces fit. Uh, but six hundred twenty-two million dollars, pretty good, right? Nothing uh, to write home about when you're we're talking about some of the billion-dollar big boys, but. For a movie of this caliber and in this scale, pretty good, no doubt. Yeah, any any movie would be happy to take that home. <laughs> that's that's a lot of money. Uh, also, I gotta just John. I want to mention real quick. I got a message already. Uh, we've got someone who likes busy sticks. Awesome. Someone said great job on the first episode. So that was really nice. Very uh, cool. Real quick aside here, we we launched our our brand new gaming show called Busy Sticks. We've been talking about it forever. Uh, go check that out at youtube.com slash the geekiverse or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, what do we got next here? Man, it's been a while since we did this. It just all over the place. <laughs> right. Do, do, do you remember your, your first viewing of the, the show? So you, you go and see it in the theater. If you saw it in the theater, let's go to JT first. <laughs> <laughs> so this is easy for me because uh, this is this started the trend. I think a couple other movies too, but this like for me of always having a movie, to, a Marvel movie to watch right before my birthday. So my birthday is July eighth, and there always was like I think Black Panther came out uh, around July eighth as well, and so on and so forth. So this is just another like, hey, it's my birthday. We're going to watch a Marvel movie, and it ended up working out that we went to watch. So um, do you, I, I remember going in telling I didn't follow this, but I remember telling myself, enjoy the movie. Don't just think about Endgame. Enjoy the movie. Don't just think about Endgame. <laughs> and I repeated it, and then I just thought about Endgame the entire time. Literally, the it's horrible to say this, but the entire movie, although good and although I enjoyed it, um, I was just I knew the post credit scene was going to show something, and that's what I waited for. And I, I this is the only movie I've ever done that for, uh, like a Marvel watch, like in theaters. That was just only focused on the, the post credit. And I think it's back to what John and I said. It's for us. It's like no plot. Like there wasn't really anything for me to cling on to besides the funny characters and the quips and the jokes and things like that. So, um, so maybe a little bit of that, a little bit of just the excitement of Endgame coming soon enough. But um, yeah, that, for me it was it was it was an experience. You know, I went with the normal Marvel crew and and I enjoyed it and just enjoyed being at the movie theater and watching Marvel. So this is a tough one to. It's a tall task, no pun intended. To, to put that in between those movies, right? And there was a lot of hype with Captain Marvel, even though that was not till uh, March of the following year. So still tough to to put that there, regardless, even though it's an MCU movie. John, let's hear it. Let's let's hear the story. I've been I've been dying to to hear it since we talked about it at at, at the bar. Yeah, there's not much of a story. I just wasn't too excited about this movie. And it's, and it's all to do with just coming off of Infinity War, knowing that Captain Marvel was next and how, and how she'd be such a big part of Endgame and then just that hype for Endgame. It's just like, I just really didn't, I just wasn't really Jones in to see the next Ant-Man movie. And I knew I'd get around to it. I just didn't see it in theaters. The first time I saw this was on Netflix, back when Netflix, Disney Plus didn't exist and Netflix was getting those uh, those those Marvel deals. So I saw this movie for the first time on Netflix, which was probably, obviously, months after it debuted in theaters. Just short of blowing my mind, like, it is crazy <laughs> to me that you did not see this in theaters. Yeah. Because 
like you are you are a fan at this point it's not like you just right. discovered the avengers right like i feel like that's that's a common thread uh like you you were big into it so i and it's fine it's it's funny to me that you didn't it, see it because it was it, only a few months after part of it was i had the, the post credit scene spoiled for me so i knew it um like i just uh, I, I, so i knew that was gonna happen okay. so i knew that was like the one touchstone to end game and i'd also had the i heard i heard conversations that there's really nothing else that ties it into the bigger story that we're going to right here right like this takes place pre-infinity war so like nothing matters really like it's just a it's a it's a character story i want to ask real quick prior to that prior to hearing that news did you think this was gonna how did what did you guys think that this would like be a part of infinity war i so i had heard clearly false well actually not clearly false that during ant, ant man and the wasp the events of infinity war are happening right it's just not it was not specific as to when it's, it's obviously towards the end of the movie that all of that's happening right there as ant man's fighting his battle and whatnot and they're trying to do what they're doing infinity war is happening just the didn't yeah. happen so quick. The yeah. uh, this JT, I, I haven't showed you this. Uh, <laughs> my my little uh, Thanos ornament that I got. I love so, it. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I, did you guys think that this was going to tie in a little bit more? It, it sounds sounds like we did. I can't remember what I thought. I just I just know that once I once I knew that it didn't tie in, and once I had that post credit scene spoiled for me, I just really didn't. I was I just wasn't. Uh, it wasn't a priority to go out and see the next Ant Man adventure. I don't remember where my head was at before that though. And JT, did so, you think this was so going this, to? I have, like, especially like now, these, these days at least for me, one thing I always hated with Marvel, if, and I don't really hate almost anything with Marvel and the MCU, is the their want or need or whatever they decide to do when it comes to, to not having everything interconnected live, right? So like waiting for Ant-Man and the Wasp to be included in the Infinity War plotline and then not having that just Scott's doing his own thing off in San Fran and not helping out the Avengers. Like I get it, you know, he's, he's in house arrest and all that stuff. I get the whole plot, but I, I'm just personally not, a, not a fan of how they do that. So I, I was a little disappointed and I, you know, the post credit scene obviously shows us when and where things were happening, but for me, it kind of made it worse. So that post credit scene, obviously him getting, or everybody gets that the way him being in the quantum realm, like, that just didn't do enough for me. You know what I mean? It was like, he just didn't care that the snap was going on. They didn't even, I mean, granted they're fighting and stuff too, but it just doesn't fit for me. I didn't like it. I, I, so I, for whatever reason, based on what I had read was convinced that, uh, during the second half of this movie is when the infinity war events would take place and that we would hear about it or just know about it. There would be some sort of nod. There'd be some sort of, Oh my gosh moment, but there wasn't, um, and that's fine. Like it ended up working out for me. And we'll talk about the post credit scene a little bit later on as we get into the, the latter half of the episode. But um, in terms of in, in just a moment here, we'll, we'll queue up the trailer. So we'll, we'll watch what, what that was uh, prior to the movie. But for me, I went with one individual and I remember having a good time. You know, I, I was almost in this weird funk of like depression. Uh, I, I say that lightly. From from Infinity War, where it was like, oh gosh, like it's so heavy. I'm feeling the weight of that. This is this is not good. I cannot wait to see where we go next. Like, let's just get these movies out of the way. Meaning this and Captain Marvel, so we could get to Avengers Four at the time. And um, I enjoyed it for what it was worth. It was a, a popcorn movie, as I say. And I I remember doing uh, a spoiler cast for this. So we we went home right away. We recorded a, a podcast for it. And I could not stop talking about the post credit scene. Like, it just stuck with me so intensely. Couldn't stop thinking about it. And, um, yeah, I, I, I just kept harping on it. So, we'll, like I said, we'll get into it. But uh, we're going we're gonna to watch the, the trailer here. So, if you're watching the, the YouTube version of this, you'll, you'll be able to watch with us. Uh, we're going to queue it up. John, I'll let you uh, just take over and let us know when you're ready. Yeah. Uh, if you guys have both got it up, feel free to go ahead and play. I just have one question. When Cap needed help, if I'd asked you, would you have come? I guess we'll never know. But if you had, you'd have never been caught. I do some dumb things. 
And the people I love the most, they pay the price. Thanks to you, we had to run. We're still running. Let's go. So I take it you didn't have that tech available for me. No, I did. So watching that back um, kind of reminds me how much I really did like a lot of the, the the action and the set pieces when it comes to using the the, the shrinking. They they did do a really good job of that in this movie. They did a great job in the first movie, but they kind of took everything to the next level with the being creative about how using how how to use those shrink powers. Um, yeah, that, a lot of the stuff in that trailer was what I really liked it from the movie actually. But okay, trailer. I liked it. I think it was a fun trailer. I think it was accurate. Like it matches how I feel about the movie, which doesn't always happen as we've gone through this series. Um, and I think it was about the right level of hype because it was never going to be crazy, especially coming off of Infinity War. It was just going to be a continuation of what we saw in the first Ant Man. Uh, it set up the the more so the the Wasp, right? The the partnership there, a little bit of the thread with his daughter, um, and then it highlighted more of the action than. Um, I would say the comedy overall. So to, to me, you know, I thought it was a fine job. JT. Uh, it, it's a, I agree. It, it kind of gave the tone of what the movie was going to be uh, for me. I was, you know, in the end, we all get excited about Marvel stuff, except John who waits for apparently for it to draw on Netflix. Cause he wasn't excited about it, but um, you know, I, obviously I, I enjoyed the the trailer when it first came out. I sent it to the group of friends when I first saw it. Cause I'm the guy who always, you know, checking through Twitter and as soon as it pops up, I send everyone. So um, yeah, it fit the tone. How many times have, uh, have you seen this movie? John. Two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. I saw the, when I saw it on Netflix and then I, when I watched it earlier today, I think I've had it on before. I think I have like thrown it on before, but I don't, I don't think I've ever watched it to completion other than these two times. JT. This is the only movie, Marvel movie I watched just two times. So theater and for a review. Wow. Oh my only gosh. One. Both of you. Oh the wait, no. Only one. So that's not true. Mine is definitely three because I watched it. I want. I made sure I watched it before like the next Marvel Marvel film came out. So I watched it on Netflix. But then I definitely watched it in my full. I did a full rewatch before Endgame. So I definitely watched it three times. I didn't. So yeah, just to do literally just theater and to watch it. That's the, it's the only one. I have no idea why I never did. I never wanted. Maybe because it was so close to like you said Avengers Four at the time, but Endgame. Uh, I didn't feel I needed to to rewatch yeah. that because I rewatched a lot of the movies up to Infinity War. I think every right. everyone I didn't bother with Captain Marvel, but and, w- and when it comes to like w- if I'm craving Ant Man, I just go to the first one if I want that comedy. Like I I feel like this movie did the action better, but the first movie did the comedy better, which is what I want more so from Ant Man. So I I definitely agree with that sentiment. I if I'm watching a movie or putting something on the background and I want Ant Man, I go to that first one. There's there's something yeah. about it, right? Um. But uh, yeah, I, honestly, I don't think I've watched it much more than you guys. Uh, but I, I would say it's either four or five. Okay. You know, watch it in theaters. Watch it when it came out on home video at least another time since then. Did a big rewatch prior to Endgame, uh, and then again for this review. So I'm in. I'm in that ballpark. Uh, favorite non titular character. That, so, man, that, that's another thing I'll throw at this is that there's really not a lot of characters that get love in this movie. Like, it's it's a it's a super, super small cast of characters. and they, it, it really is just that core story. Um, and I certainly don't think Ava would be in my question. I think she's, like, super, super 
uninteresting as a villain is it kind of you know yeah i i i'm gonna have to go last i i'm gonna have to think for a minute i mean there's an easy answer but you know of course there is that that's uh, that's almost based on how much i like Luis in the first movie is is why that's an easy answer to me because i feel like even he was funnier in the first movie so we, have, can we all agree Luis is our pick and then we can just who's our second favorite titular character non-titular character <laughs> um yeah i i think he's just the obvious fan favorite but yeah. Um, not including Ant-Man and the Wasp. I, I've i always loved the relationship between Scott and Cassie. Uh, that's a good one. I, like Mike, I think that's beautiful. Uh, I, like, I like Michael Douglas, uh, Hank Pym. I, I, I always think he does a good job in that role. Um, I think you, past that, yeah, I mean, you can always make an argument, right? But, but not, not a big one. <laughs> so uh, I, well, I think I have- for me, if, I, if I'm not saying Luis, I, I would say probably Hank Pym in this. Because there's there's a lot at stake here. It's really emotional. I like that it it was a wouldn't say it was an afterthought. This whole premise in the first movie, but to see that they really made this this whole central plot point of going after uh, Hank's wife that that was a big deal. Uh, very very emotional, and I think you got the right guy in a Paul Rudd to be endearing to be funny, to be tough when he needs to be, but then to, to have those sweet moments, even as, as hysterical as it was when, like, uh, for lack of a better term, he synced up with uh, Hank's wife, and, like, he was oh, talking yeah. as her. Like, yeah, that, that was, that really was good. hysterical and creepy, but at the same time, super sweet. Like, what a weird thing. Yeah, but, I, actually, yeah, I, I, do, I, do have an, I do have another answer for non titular character. I'll, I'm going to throw Jimmy Woo out there. Jimmy Woo. Oh, no, dead. John, no, yeah. no, no. I, I, was, I, I, oh, I hate you. <laughs> can I just double down what you say? Go ahead. Yeah, of course you can. Of course you can. Yeah, it was, it, I think this is like where this is where he starts to shine in the MCU. I think, I think it's super funny. I mean, the whole, the whole magic thing is just so good. And I love how they call that back in WandaVision. Um, yeah, really good. Jimmy what a nice funny. thread to bring back that character into yeah. that series because it, he was he was well liked, well received. Uh, yep. Yeah, what a what a great job! And guys, Asian Jim from The Office. If if you're an Office fan, oh. he was he was a side character, but that that's what they they nicknamed him. Uh, yep. He's in one of the intros. Just man, good stuff. So JT, I mean, you you can double down if you want. Just give us. Uh, I I was just gonna say I was gonna kind of use a cheat code and say that Wanda the his appearance in WandaVision maybe just automatically pick him for uh for this as well. But um, yeah. like I said, the magic stuff and he's just just a funny character. I really 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 want a Jimmy Woo X Files esque Marvel yeah. series where he just goes and investigates ab- abnormal activity. In right. the Marvel universe, I would like. I didn't think I want. I nobody would have even thought that they wanted that, but now I do. <laughs> so, oh, I'm in. Uh, you know, we'll see if we get there. But uh, you know, it, Jimmy Woo for sure. I, I double down with that. Everything is possible at Disney Plus. You know, yeah, mm. true. Maybe, maybe he pops back up in the uh, the Agatha show. You never know. Huh? Oh, yeah, good point. Uh, I'm gonna run through my notes here, so I don't have too much to go through. But uh, some I've already said, so I'll reiterate a, a little bit. Uh, right off the, the the top, I said the I love the origin of Hank and, and Janet's story, and even though that was a bit of a retread, it went a little bit deeper this time. Really added and hit home on the emotional element, and I thought they had nice chemistry. Um, I wrote that uh, Michelle Pfeiffer doesn't really need de aging, so this has become a thing, right? In M- MCU movies, where they de age uh, some of these stars to to do callbacks or throwbacks to an earlier decade. Yeah, yeah, she don't need it. Uh, <laughs> she's just she's a natural. I, hold I on, I have a question. Funny. Speaking of yeah. aging, why wait, why didn't why did she age thirty years when she was in the quantum realm, but Scott didn't age five years when he was in the quantum realm? Do we is there, say that again? She she aged thirty years just like her husband did, while she was gone in the quantum realm. But when Scott Lang was in the quantum realm, the five years there was only five hours for him. Have you seen? Oh yeah. Is there yeah, an yeah. answer to this? I was just gonna make a, a a funny quip to Paul Rudd being named like the most beautiful man alive by People Magazine. That's a thing, right? Right now, and he's. I don't know. They're like they're saying that it's a thing because like he gets younger over time. Um, sure. And I, I was gonna make a joke there, but he. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. All all I know is I, they constantly say that time works differently in the quantum realm. 
So what yeah. does that mean? Is it too I mean, open? Is it is it too convenient yeah. like the multiverse thing? She just happened to be in a pocket where she doesn't, you know, age slow. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know. So that that's one thing I I hope is explored in Quantumania. Um, is is the quant? Obviously, that's the goal, right? It's the quantum realm as a whole. But um, she went through some stuff there. Apparently, and even going back to what if, you know, if you go off with some multiversal stuff, you don't know if you guys the zombie episode for what if. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It, like. I get back to the Marvel doesn't like to explain some things sometimes, but I think there's a purpose as to why they don't. So I think that um, just might be the explanation. I'm going to say of- so they, they don't get caught in, in saying something that they want to reverse down the line because the the whole, I mean, you, saw, you see it coming a mile away. Everything they've done this year, right, is basically the the multiverse. It's so convenient. Like they, I mean, from a business standpoint, even they could write in past series and say, oh, you know, the X-Men are a part of this from from Fox or they can be like, yeah, um, we just want to do this because we feel like it. Or you can do kind of like a soft mini reboot if you you want within a reboot. Like there's so many right. things that they can do from a business standpoint just by saying, yeah, it's the multiverse. And like, I feel like sometimes it's a cop out. But yeah, it's is, the direction so they're going. That's my... Oh, I was just saying, in this situation, it seems like it's even more black and white. Like, there's tons of articles on it. It wasn't apparently the first person to ask this question. And Feige responded just saying that some liberties were taken for to, for the sake of creativity when when it comes to the end game plot because they needed they needed to figure something out. So, I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I like that honesty. JC, you were you were gonna say something? Uh, no, that's what I was gonna say. Actually, you're good. <laughs> um, uh, moving on in, in notes here. Uh, in the, I thought this was interesting. I don't know if this is on Disney Plus or not, but there's, it, at least for the 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 Blu-ray, there's a like a, a quick director's thing right bef- right before it where they talk for a minute or two about their thoughts on the movie as a, an introduction. So Peyton Reed is the director. He talked about how Ant Man, in his eyes, is really about the father daughter dynamic, and I thought that was beautiful because you do see that throughout. And I always love hearing uh, a director or a writers true thoughts on what the the ip is about because i may think it's about something totally different and john may think it's about something totally different even though we see the same thread i like that like george lucas thinks star wars is the about the tragedy of darth vader and you could be like what no it's not but then you could be like oh yeah absolutely it is and there's so many reasons why and it's not to say one's right or wrong but i i like that um kind of debate when it comes to storytelling um also i love this because i call my daughter pina and now i know exactly why i do it's because of these movies that's funny Um, (laughs) so i it's funny i wrote this note i don't know how i feel about it uh i said it's not a sequel just for sequel's sake like it's not there just because it's gonna make money uh i think it does enough to say that it's not I think like it's it's we all talked about you know not liking the plot as much uh, as the first one and this one maybe we like some of the either the action or the comedy elements maybe not both I I don't I didn't feel like it was ever just shoehorned there just because it was going to make money that's just me felt like this was strong enough where you could be like I don't care about the Avengers which is crazy but like I I enjoyed Ant Man so now I've got Ant Man the first movie and now I've got this one so, Ant Man yeah. and the Wasp just a I- thought. I don't. I don't think. I agree. So I don't think it was a money grab. But in the end, you know, although we enjoyed some things within the movie, I feel like it definitely was just to prop up the Avengers Four Endgame. Like it, it was it, like it certainly does that. Obviously, we know for a fact that 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 was the purpose of the movie. When you look back at it now, you know, after watching Endgame, oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Some people don't mind it. Some people do. It just depends on taste, and if you don't mind just having a semi-enjoyable movie to laugh at a couple times and call it a day so i think how relevant you know a lot of the things i guess they talk about here are you know you've got the even the the suits like the suit at the end of the movie that that uh ant-man goes into before he gets lost in there uh during the snap or um i guess a little bit of the the science which is loose but it's there like the seeds are there so they could a little bit prelude into in uh endgame right uh I, I wrote here as we talked about Wu is such a good character. Love, love so much that they brought him into WandaVision. Um, really big fan there. Speed of characters, Paul Rudd, man. I, I really, really like him in this movie. I think he's really uh, a nice casting for this role. I talked about it on our original Ant Man MCU reviewed episode that 
I was skeptical going in. It's like, okay, this is this is a really big name we're bringing into the MCU. Uh, not that we didn't have big names before, but this this guy is like, he's a rom-com guy. He, he's all over the place. Uh, I think it works out really well. And he plays nice in, in the role as Ant-Man. I think he, he really relates nicely to the, the other characters in it, but he really also plays nice in the sandbox with the Avengers. So I'm a really big fan of that casting. Love Paul Rudd. Uh, this, this brought... Uh, I would say him to new heights of, of respect for me uh, as a fan. Great. I love that Luis thinks Anton is Scott when he gets to his apartment. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Very good. So good. Um, Hank says, we think you may have entangled with her. And Scott says, I would never do that. I respect you way too much. <laughs> 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 it's so good. Um, XCon, what a perfect name! I love that so much for their side visit, their business. Right, that's really so good. good. I, I gotta get an XCon T-shirt. I feel like that should be something from Fantastic Next. I'm sure so it exists. The, the Scott Lang's pro skater there. Right. Um, Scott is an eight-year-old. Is hilarious, even though he's I, not an I, eight-year-old. I right? do love that scene. I love that scene a lot. <laughs> In the school. Well, Michael Douglas just turned around. Do you want a juice box and some string cheese? Oh my wait, god! Wait, do you really have those things? <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing out loud during that whole sequence. Yeah. Um. So, what what do we think about the villain? I, I know we alluded to it a little bit. John outright said it, but to to ghost, like, what do we think? I just it's just so paper thin to me. I just like they they really don't give me any reason to care. I mean, I, I yeah sure there there's the backstory they give you they give you how it happened to her and the the tie to to Hank Pym and how you know how, why we should care about it. I just think it's just I think it's just so um it, it had to be there. There had to be a reason. There had to be somebody to 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 take the to take the suitcase to take the the building out of their hands to give them a reason to chase it and and this was that. I liked her as a character a, a little bit more than I did at first, but that's not saying much. Uh, I, I like the reason for everything she does. Like, she's not just a jerk. Like, so many times in, in action movies, I think we get that uh, where there's not really good motivation. But for her, like, there's a lot of raw pain there. And I thought, I thought it was played well for what it's worth. Not to say that it was a very memorable villain. But um, I think, too, as time goes on, the, the, the few times I've watched it, I've I've had a little bit more appreciation, but again, you know, it's it's not saying a ton. JT, any thoughts there? No, same kind of with you, Joe. Like I think, uh, you know, the the impactfulness of it, you know, her going through the struggles she she kind of went through was something that was like, okay, well, you know, it's she's doing she's playing it well. You know, or am I a fan of how they wrote that plot, or, or it's something that I could really buy into? I'm kind of more towards John on that, but what they gave her and. You know what they wrote was, you know, she played it pretty good to a T for sure. Uh, the whole truth serum discussion was absolutely gold, and then immediately after the the Louis story of where Scott is uh, and what that means, and then Baba Yaga, I'll never forget it. And I think it's one of the the funniest moments in the entire movie, <laughs> just him singing Baba Yaga. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, uh, we talked about Wu working on the magic. That is a fun thread. Uh, Luis saying what's up and then saying you don't remember that beloved commercial <laughs> beloved commercial really? oh absolutely I think it's yeah uh, funny little side note uh, just from a like a, a noticing standpoint uh, in the first movie and especially in the first trailer we, we got a, a huge blow up of Thomas the Tank Engine toy that, in this one we get a, a big Hello Kitty Pez we, so we got one in each kind of like these real big pop culture things uh, from a toy standpoint I don't know. Kind of an interesting thing where they picked one. Wonder what we'll get in the in the next one. Uh, we talked about that already. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne. We did not talk about. He, he's because uh, there's not much to talk about. No, <laughs> another big name. Yeah, you know, gets into the MCU again. How I view Ghost, I think I enjoyed his role for what it was, but again, it it, it was it was minimal. It didn't have to be more. Uh, but I like that his, his character kind of did the right thing. Uh, for what it's worth, like he was someone you could also get behind. You can understand his reasoning for doing what he did. Um, I like uh, this is a funny thing to say, but during the credits, I like how they're laid out, where it's it's action figures and kind of like these tiny models used to recreate scenes from the movie. 
that's a, that's a fun touch that took a little bit extra there. I love the credits. Yeah, uh, those are really cool. Yeah, along with the, the the music, that was really nice. And then um, I'm just gonna jump right into it because I don't know if you guys have have different moments. Maybe you do. Maybe it's a Louise moment. But that moment that sticks out to me, um, which maybe that's the same more about the movie, but it's the snap. It's it's scene. when when yes when Scott is in the van or in the quantum realm, that hit hard because. I, I man, I, I do remember this from the theater. My heart was pumping. I was like, oh my gosh. I don't know how this is gonna go down, but it's not gonna be good. And that stuck with me really big. I, I just gotta say, like, it's I fresh off of the heels of Infinity War, I was I was still on edge. I was stressed about the events of that that movie. So uh that that's my moment for the for the movie. <laughs> it happens after the movie. Uh do you guys have different moments at all? Yeah, I can go with one. Uh, it's not like a big for plot purposes or anything like that, but I really like when he goes giant uh, in in the bay and he's chasing the guy when he's on the when he's on the the whale watch ship. Just that's just my favorite moment of the movie. That 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 just hits so well for me comedically. Where he's just and it just it's really well done too. Um, and I think that's a lot. It looks a lot better than the way it looked in uh, Civil War. Um, but just him plucking the the briefcase house and them thinking he's a whale. Like I don't know that that, that whole that whole scene just works for me. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Uh, so my favorite scene was definitely uh, the, the conversation between Scott and Fishburne's character. I can't remember his name, um, but where they were, because he was giant man in the past. They were saying like, how big did you grow? And Scott's like, oh, I went to X amount of feet. And he's like, oh, no way. Like, it was just so random to me, but I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. He's like the former giant man that worked with the previous Ant-Man. So I do love really Paul cool. Rudd. I love Paul Rudd's mannerism when he doesn't want to tell him. He's like, nah, I'm not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> that was super funny. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And uh, it kind of obviously the, it's kind of a prelude to to what we see in with him in the ocean and stuff. So it's it's yeah. it, it was really cool. It, it's a nice little clip. I liked it. I think I've, I'm a little bit surprised we we didn't land on Luis's story of where Scott is because we that was, that was pretty good. That it was I, good. I feel like we we're waiting for that moment after having seen how how funny it was in the first Ant Man. I think that it was better in the first Ant-Man. Uh, I don't think it was as funny this time, but I really liked all of the other actors and how they like ex- like talked like Louise <laughs> or, or how they lip sunk. They Louise. nailed it. Yeah, it was really really funny. That that was my, that that you know definitely worth mentioning because they they all did a good job buying into that. True. Baba Yaga stuff I'll never forget. Yeah. Uh, I also put here the so the ant playing the drums is funny, but right before that, it really bothers me. I don't know what it is seeing all the effects of infinity war in the house there like the lost signal on the tv and oh. seeing the wind blow like that i don't know what it is bothers me and <laughs> it's intense and they, they did a good job of making it feel eerie yeah. uh last thing i wanted to mention if you are uh i don't know if it's on disney plus or not but on the blu-ray at least if you have the home blu-ray version of the movie uh, there's a whole set of stanley outtakes that are really nice uh it's stanley's cameo but he says a different line every time and there's like 10 different lines. So obviously they just went with the, what they thought was the best one, but it's really funny because there's some really good comedy gold in there and you can tell he's, he's having a good time. So especially now that we don't have him anymore, uh, if you ever get your hands on it, go, go take a look at it. I'm sure you can uh, view it on YouTube as well. Uh, that's all I had for notes there. So getting back to the itinerary here, I'm not sure if we had too much more to cover, to be honest. No, with you. I think we're, Getting ready to rank this bad boy. Yeah, we we did that moment. We we did favorite non-title character. I, I think we're ready to rank. Let's do it. Uh, right. Well, we, we do have to address what happened on the last episode in terms of rank. There was a snap. <sighs> there was a snap last episode. So, John... <laughs> uh, I Detroit Lions and Pittsburgh Steelers, the freaking tie out of it. We don't know how to go about it, so we need we, to decide. We should have talked about this. I totally forgot that that happened. I I don't. I think that I I don't think we need to talk about it because first of all, I think what you and I propose makes sense, but it's also two to one. It's just it's just it's like it's any, any vote. It, it makes sense. So last so last week, John used a snap and he tried to snap Black Panther ahead of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Right? That's that that's the one because we have if we pull up the current rankings. 
Uh, we have Guardians two at five, Black Panther at six, and I was worried about that. I thought you were gonna, I thought that you were going to run away with this poll. To be honest, I really thought that um, Black Panther just kind of being fresh in people's minds with you know with the passing of Chadwick Boseman, and I think that a lot of people when they remember Guardians of the Galaxy, they really do think about that first one as the better movie. So I was worried that you that this would be kind of a runaway success, but the poll was a dead tie. So 24 total votes, 12 and 12. It's a simple question, which is the better movie? But the intent of the snap is to see if you can get people to agree that your movie is better. And you didn't do that. We this never was disu- my argument. <laughs> yeah, and, and, I, and I do support that argument. I, you, you, didn't, you didn't get the people on your side to prove that Black Panther is better than Guardians 2. Yeah, that, that's a loss, that, man. That, selfishly, of course. A tie. The tie goes. Right, tie, it, tie goes to the should, home team. We should here. run it back. Tie goes to the runner. So, I, yeah, I, I felt like it shouldn't. Obviously, it benefits me. But if I try to step back, I felt like it, it shouldn't because you are. The whole purpose is to get people to say it's better than, and and you didn't accomplish that. We said it was as good as. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, we could go about a number a number of ways. Well, then we need to add five A and five B. <laughs> you, we, you know, so, I, I mean, technically, it, it's a heart. tie. JT it's as good, been, so they need okay. to both be five. Listen, JT's only been on the series for like a third of the episodes now, and he's yep. had like eight snaps. I'm eight snaps, and and I, I'm the one who proposed new snaps here. when the new year comes too. <laughs> get out of here! Yeah, no. I'm sick of it. <laughs> Yeah, I think no. it's a no go. I think it's a no go. Uh, you got you get. There's no there's no other way to go about it. I mean, the, it's a simple simple equation. You ask a question, and the answer wasn't answered. I think we should get Tim Talbot to come in here. Uh, Tim hasn't of, even watched like, one of the hosts. One movie. of the hosts of Dadcast, and have him no. tie with me, and then you guys are tied, and then we have to go back and put the vote up. Listen, you know, Tim was asking us if Iron Man Three is considered a Christmas movie. I love Tim. Today. He's just starting out. He's a baby MCU. He's fan. a baby MCU. Just, yeah. We gotta, die, we gotta, well, first of all, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. We need to go through that someday. But besides that, <laughs> I, I would go through that because I've never seen a Die Hard movie. Oh no, Joe. Yeah. So uh, that, that would be a good series. Uh, there too. Wait, what? I, 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 would, I was going to say, John, you're usually with me on these. The only one that I've seen for whatever reason is like one of the newer ones with Justin. Is Justin Long is his name? Live Free or Die Hard. Uh, that was yeah. my least favorite. I don't know. One. My favorite one is when he's in one. New York City. Yeah. So. We're not. This isn't a diehard podcast. <laughs> this this is an MCU podcast, and you, you don't get the snap. I just it just it doesn't that work. Is, it, it that was not clarified. The rules need to be. You know what? I need a rewrite. I need a reelection. I need the rules. Run, the rules were there. You need the the people to agree with you that that movie is better. They're clearly defined. Just because you didn't interpret them properly doesn't doesn't mean it's our fault. <laughs> so the rankings stay. That's a loss. That's an L. Uh, so Guardians 2 stays, stays above Black Panther. Um, so Ant-Man and the Wasp, where do we want to start with this movie? I don't have to move it very far to, to, you know, to get where I want to start with it. I would probably propose it. I know where I want it to end, so I'm going to okay. leave it up to you to say where it starts. The It's going to... I'm just going to go with where I think I want it, and you, you guys can battle it out from there and see if you can sway me. But I would put this above Captain America, the first Avenger. I would put it at 16, under Iron Man 2. Agreed. Oh, interesting. So, John, not that it matters again to you in this episode, <laughs> but where would you have put it? I'm sorry, I should have uh, let him go first. <laughs> um... I would put it right under First Avenger. Oh, okay. So you, I could get. So I, I, I'm could, right. I'm right there. I'm right there with you guys. Like I'm. I. Let's I think. Put it there. <laughs> well, so no. Hold on. Hold on. So I like. I don't. I think First Avenger has a better plot than this movie, and that's what puts it over for me. Similar you know action. I agree. So I want to put it at seventeen. I agree. I, I do think. Okay, I was like at seventeen. The- Am I looking at the right one? Uh, it would be seventeen if we correct. put it in there, right? Yep. Okay. I think I actually agree with you now. Now that I think, now that I'm thinking about Captain America: The First Avenger, I mean the the, the comedy in Ant Man always saves it for me. I love Paul Rudd. I love the right. the cast of characters. But 
Cap the First Avenger, I think, is a better movie, or at least throughout my, you know, uh, criteria of ranking, a movie that I like more, or that I would want to rewatch right now, and that I'm, you know, does more for me. So I'm with you, John, actually. I think 17 makes more sense. See, I would rewatch Ant-Man and the Wasp before I watch First Avenger. I, I, I go think. back to, I go back to the my last point that if I want to watch an Ant-Man movie, I'm not watching that one. I'm watching the first one. Right. So. I think those, I those get, couple tidbits combined for the both of us puts it 17. I really <laughs> wanted John to stick with his original opinion. And then that's why I was being a smartass. And I said, yeah, no, no, let's put it at 17 just so we could upvote it because we knew that it would, but it, it's, it's fine. Yeah. It's so fine. I, I've been converted. So, okay. Ant-Man sitting pretty. Ant-Man and the Wasp sitting pretty at 17. I think it is a good ranking for it. I mean, 13 feels good for Ant-Man. Some people say we even have that a little low behind Iron Man 3, but those people, crazy. You don't like Christmas movies, apparently. Those people would be wrong. They're yep. thieves of joy. I'm just, I'm just looking at this, this list on. It's like, it's gonna be. I mean, obviously, we know movies are gonna crack the top two, three, one, whatever. Uh, but Ant-Man and Wasp has no chance. Like, I'm not putting it above Doc Strange. I'm not putting it above the original Ant-Man. I'm not above Iron Man three or one. Yeah. And then the top ten is just impenetrable unless you're an Avengers movie. Like, it's just not happening. I'm very interested to see where some of these newer movies that are coming out are gonna are gonna fall. It's gonna be fun. I agree with that too. Because like I've I've seen most of these movies and I've had so so long to reflect on most of the MCU that like I kind of have a good idea with where I think most of these stay and and um a lot of these rewatches have changed my mind on a few of these things like putting uh, won't even get into it but but I've changed my mind a few times based on these rewatches so I'm I'm interested to see how much uh, my my current perception of my list will change and where these new movies are going to fit because they're the the phase four is pretty different it's a different approach for sure. Yeah, I I feel like I need to rewatch those as they they hit Disney Plus and whatnot right. uh, to to see how I really feel about them in in terms of this list. Uh, just in a quick one one, like I rewatched Black Widow and I was like, oh man, that's a good movie. Really liked it. Mm-hmm. Shang Chi like is my favorite anything at all that Marvel has put out this year. I think. Um, then I, Eternals, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how I feel about it. Like I've had some time to digest it, but. We'll get there. We'll get there in uh, in the coming weeks. We're we're on the the last third of the graphic. We are so. we are in the end game now, as some may say. But for <laughs> for audio listeners, we will go through real quick uh, the, the overall rankings. Uh, so number one, we have Infinity War. Number two, Thor Ragnarok. Three, Civil War. Four, mm-hmm. Spider Man Homecoming. Five, Guardians Volume Two. Six, Black Panther. Seven, Guardians of the Galaxy. <clears throat> Eight, The Avengers. Nine, Avengers: Age of Ultron. 10, Winter Soldier, 11, Iron Man, 12, Iron Man 3, 13, Ant-Man, 14, Doctor Strange, 15, Iron Man 2, 16, Captain America, the First Avenger, 17, Ant-Man and the Wasp, 18, Thor, 19, Thor, Dark World, and number 27, The Incredible Hulk. There it is. I always say to myself every time that I'm not going to smirk or laugh when you put the whole class, but I can't help it. It's funny every you know, time. I, you know, it, it is funny every time. But I, it, just a quick little tidbit: we need a solid solo outing for Mark Ruffalo Hulk, and we need old, you know, World Breaker Hulk to come through, and and he, he deserves it. I hope I think he that gets time it. has passed. I, I hope I'm wrong I, on that. I mean, I he's, know. He's, there's he's just so many rumors Hulk and and whatnot. Yeah. And I feel like if they were going to do that, just you know, not to rain on the parade, JT. I think that is no, a really good point. for sure. For sure. I feel like the time for that would have been. Uh, Right after Age of Ultron, if we were going to get something focused. Well, that's on that. that. Yeah, they just used Planet I mean, Hulk look, and Ragnarok. Look, look and what sucked, they did. But. Look what they did with Black Widow. I mean, it certainly wasn't the time for her to get a solo movie, and they just threw her, you know, in the timeline prior. So it's it's possible. That's a very yeah. good point. And Ruffalo keeps hanging around. Right. Every time I'm like, yeah, he's done. He's done. Nope, he's still here. He yeah, wants yeah. to do more. It seems like so. up to something with him for sure. Like like those paychecks, you know, it's good. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. The new officially updated rankings for the MCU reviewed here on the Geekiverse channel. Uh, we've got some, some good ones coming up. We talked about Ant-Man and the Wasp today, but next time we record, we're talking about that one right there. Captain Marvel cannot wait uh, to get, it's been a while since I've watched this movie. Like really excited to, to just pop it in, in, in the Xbox series X and, and let it fly. Uh, we're going to have a, a special guest on that episode. Cannot wait to, to have that happen. 
So I'll be on the lookout for that in uh, the coming days and weeks as we get to more recordings here on the Geekiverse YouTube channel and wherever you listen to podcasts. Boys, we had another good episode here. Where can we find you on social media? And uh, what can we plug for the Geekiverse? John, why don't, uh, why don't you plug our new show? Yeah, we got a new show. So we talked about it earlier, but we uh, we just launched our new video game podcast, Busy Sticks. Episode one is now live on YouTube and podcast services. We give that a watch and listen. Uh, we had a lot of fun. It's a show that's been in the. It's been a long time coming. We we first we first pitched this and started brainstorming about the show almost two years ago. So we're we're happy it's finally here, and we we love it if you, if you showed it some love. But yeah, find that on uh, on YouTube, podcast services, thegeekiverse.com, Twitter uh, at the underscore geekiverse. Give it some love. Email it to your friends. Email. <laughs> it has to be email. JT, we uh, first of all, where can people find you? And second of all, why don't you talk about our event coming up? Yes. So uh, you can find me on Twitter uh, talking about how Black Panther is a better movie than Guardians 2. Uh, and I'm mad people didn't vote for that. But you can find me at John underscore OTS on Twitter. Uh, and then the the, very, the thing we're very, very excited about is uh, we're doing our second annual The Geekiverse charity event, Geeks, Geeks Give Back. Um, it's going to be December 4th from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. We're going to have special guests, giveaways. Um, you know, don't worry, all donations are going towards what, uh, Make-A-Wish Western New York. Uh, we want to just try to help out another kid, another family that's going through some struggles and, um, you know, help make a difference. The holidays are coming and... We want to show people that geeks aren't just geeks. We like to help out with charity too. You know what I mean? So uh, we hope you guys could check it out. We're going to be live streaming all day. Uh, I know us three for sure. And uh, Tim, Tim Talbot from Dadcast is going to be on there as well. And um, a couple of surprises for you guys too. Some good giveaways, good time. Come, come and, uh, come and hang out. We've got a lofty goal. Last year on a whim, we raised a little over $2,800. We'll be happy to raise anything this year, but we want to really nail that number down. I think it'd be awesome if we could get to $10,000. We need your help for Make-A-Wish Foundation, Western New York. Uh, our friends, the the sponsor of the show, 26 Shirts slash Fantastic. They, uh, they do some good work. They've raised a lot of money over the years. They're going to help us out with this stream. We're going to have some special guests, some nice sponsors. Uh, again, go check out Del Reed and the crew over at 26 Shirts at 26shirts.com. I'm at Josiah D. Leroy on Twitter. You can find me there. Uh, from time to time, talking about how much I love Guardians and how much I think it's better than Black Panther. Email me your <laughs> thoughts on that. I could even say it with a straight face. Uh, check out Busy Sticks. That would mean the world to me. Cannot wait to talk more video games. Uh, as always, for John and JT, I'm Josiah. We'll see you for our Captain Marvel episode. Take care.